you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad Is Not A Now. My name is Ishmael, changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood, but also changing the narrative about the things I care about. And today, what I care about is my special guest today, Jonathan Marshall. He is an author, a father, devoted husband, just a man of many talents. And he's with me today to talk about his children's book, even though he's wrote many children's books, but we're going to be talking about the one children's book that he has, that he's trying to push now. I'll be there. Jonathan Marshall, how you doing, brother? Yeah, and, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm yeah. glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Definitely. And my, 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 my question I ask a lot of dads and a lot of people that come on my show is, how's your heart? And the reason why I pose this question, as black men, I want us to be vulnerable, to share mm-hmm. our stories, to be open, to be be, be comfortable with sharing our feelings. Because often, we're not, we weren't taught that as, 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 as uh, children as teenagers. So I want to use this platform as a way for black men to just tell it how it is. So how's your heart, brother? Um, so I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm in a, um, an okay place right now. Um, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I know for the pandemic, um, it was tough for a lot of people. Right. Um, but it actually was a, it was a, a time for me to be okay. Right. Um, as I've gotten older, I really like to like, I've become like, not a, not a to myself kind of person, but I, I've been chilling by myself more recently. Right. Um, but with the kids being home, it kind of forced me to be with them more often. And the thing that's tough is, um, as a, as a dad, right. You want to be there. Right. I wanted to be there, but I was always working. I was always out working. Um, and my travel, my commute home was like an hour and a half. So, by the time I get home, I'm tired. Like, you know, so the reality of the pandemic, everything slowing everything down, it kind of forced me to really enjoy being home with my kids. And actually all the writing kind of came out of that, right? It was, I was actually home with them and spending time with them and being able to enjoy them. Um, and I was actually able to be right there with them. Um, and it just brought back to the remembrance of, of, of what it was like when they were first born, when I was able to spend a lot of time with them. They're a little older now, they're, you know, they're 11 and nine, but um, just being able to slow down and spend time with them kind of brought back this this uh, this uh, resurgence in my heart of like, like spend time with them. And it was funny, I heard this, <clears throat> you know, I don't know if you know Dean Cole, the comedian. No. Oh so yeah, 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 hold on. Yeah, the dude was on uh, Black yes, yes, I do, yes, I do, yes, yeah. I do, brother. Yes. So he actually said this, uh, it, was, it was watching the stand up 
and it was mad funny though. But uh, it was something he said that was like funny. Then that like it hit me. I was like, that's kind of that's kind of real. And he said, um, he's like, yeah, man, I'm old now. I don't count. I don't count the years as years anymore. I count them as summers. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 crazy. Like if you think about it, like my son is is eleven, right? If he decides to go to college, right? I only have seven more summers with him before he decides to go go away. So seven years sounds like a long time. Seven summers sounds so short. And I heard the I heard the joke in the summer, so it was even worse. So I was like, dang, yo, <laughs> down. But um, so just just that reality of um, how precious time is, right? Um, has been something that's been impressing me um, as of recent too. So that's where my heart is at right now. Is just realizing <clears throat> that time the time that I have is going to be flying away quickly. So investing in things that are important to you, right? Whether it be your families, whether it be your, you know, if, you, if your career is important to you, invest in that. Um, but invest in the things that are important to you, um, even the causes that are important. You know, we already talked earlier about, about why, are you, why are you investing in this? So invest in it, right? Because you see it's important, right? Um, and you see that there's a need. So, so that's where my heart is right now. So. That's dope. And then also being a father, being a devoted husband, also being an educator, has that kind of redefined the meaning of vulnerability to you? Yeah, it does. So um, I remember my first year of teaching, right? And um, I was asking the students like how old they were, right? They were born. I was like, I was born in 1996. And this is, so I heard that. I'm like, you know, 96, what was I doing? And this is crazy. I was like, but all in all, like it was crazy to hear the the years they were born, and then to know like I really have an impact on somebody who was born in this time period, right? So that helped change change one thing for me is like realizing that no matter how old this person is, whether it be ten years from me, whether it be five years from me, it could be twenty years from me, I can still impart in them, and they can impart in me. And I think that's probably the most vulnerable thing I learned was a lot of times we think we have to be the one teaching. But it's a constant, it's a constant reciprocal thing, right? I always learn from my children, they always learn from me. Anybody I interact with on a daily basis, I always can take away something from it. So that's the thing I've been learning is as a teacher, you have to be willing to learn on a daily basis and, and to die to the mentality that I have to always teach something. No, you can just sit back and take it in because you can't give what you don't got. Right. So that's one thing I've been I've been, you know, just kind of dealing with as a as a husband, as a father, even my wife, like. There's things that we've been married for 14 years, and it's, not, it's still stuff that she teaches me on a daily basis, and vice versa, right? Um, and we're we're doing this thing called life together, so we're raising children together, right? Um, so it's things that we're learning together, and that we have to be willing to be open to, to be susceptible to, to always work together when it comes to that. So, yeah. And then also talk about what does patient means to you, because you wear so many hats. Mm-hmm. So talk about what. What does what does patient mean to you? Being patient, <laughs> man. Yo, <laughs> what does it mean, um, man? So I've, I've learned to be, I learned to be patient. So I used to teach at a school um, where students had special needs, right? And that is actually what helped to build my patience, right? Is to help me understand, like this student. Um, is doing this thing, but they may not understand why they're doing it, or they may have another reason to why they're doing it. So don't get mad. Don't, you know, don't get upset. Don't get upset. Don't go to the, the, the far end of the spectrum because you have to understand that they may not know. Be patient with them. And being patient with that 
that those individuals having to be patient with others, right? Because the reality of the situation is they're human beings just like anybody else's. It's just that they can't voice it like we can. They are dealing with stuff just as much as anybody else is dealing with things. They just they may not, they may voice it differently, right? They may not say it, but they'll show you in different ways. So so working with that population really helped me to be patient with with others and even my children. Like just the, if you have children, um, they'll, they'll they'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> they build your patience up. So, but I think I think the thing is is um, when you come to when you come to a situation when you realize like that you um, that you can take from it something positive and you can put something positive into it, um, and that you can always be willing to like once again is learn like working with them helped me to learn nonverbal cues helped me to understand. Um, you know, that certain things are a certain way and to under understand, like I said, patience, right? And it's usually not until you are interacting with those who are, um, you would call them say like, I don't use the term broken, right? But those who may not have or may not be in the situation that you're in will teach you the most patience, right? Um, because it's, it's not, it's, it's against the resilience piece. Like building up resilience, you have to see, you have to, something has to be, there to like push against you to build your resilience. So, so that's really what I, I think kind of built it. And then, you know, of course, being married, you know, patience, as you see my hair is thinning. Yeah, so, I see. <laughs> there you go. So my, my patience went to go like this all the time. No, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I had hair, man, I had hair, Dude, I'm not lying. But no, so I was like, what do I want, patience or hair? And here we are, so. That's true, that's true. But the reason why I post those two questions because I think one of the greatest storytellers, which you are a great storyteller when it comes to children book, is you have to be vulnerable and you have to have patience. Yeah. And that two combination, those two words are very vital to a storyteller. And that leads me into the book, I'll Be There, because those two words kind of represent I'll Be There. So talk about the, the book, I'll Be There. Uh, so the book actually came from... Um, a conversation with my son, right? So, all the books, all the books actually, every book that I've ever, you know, written, right? That's even stuff even on the works, right? They all come from like, it'll, it'll be something I snip from a conversation. So, one time, um, my son got hurt, and he was trying not to cry in front of me, right? And I was like, why are you not trying to cry in front of me? Like, what's going on? He said, Well, Daddy, I've never seen you cry before. I was like, oh, dang, man. Like, no, I, I cry too, man. It's like, oh. I said, don't worry. I said, you know, when I cry, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I want you to be there when I cry, right? I want to catch you. You want to catch me? Since I caught you crying, you got to catch me crying. Um, and it was just that idea of being vulnerable in front of my son and letting him know, like, you know, I know the world is big. I know a lot goes on in life, right? But I got your back. Don't feel like you can't approach me. I'm not a superhero. Um and even if you do see me as a superhero, just know I'm still here to protect you no matter what. So it was just a reminder um, that I actually I had between myself and my son. It wasn't like the intentions of going out and making this something that was the, something bigger than what it actually is now, which is a, you know, amazing. Um, but it was actually just a conversation that I had with my son. And then um, what happened from that was I, I noticed you know, even my, I read to, I'm reading to my children every night. So as I'm going through it, there weren't any books that look like us, really. 
I don't find a lot of, not even just, you know, stories with African-American characters. There were never any like black dads, right? There was always yeah. like bears or, yeah. or animals or if there were dads, it was like, you know, just, uh, you know, let's be honest, it was a white dad and their, and their children. There was not no intimate black dad in some books. And um, just wanted to create something for something for my son, but then also share it with others so that other dads can share it with their sons, with their children, like not just their sons, but their children, their, their granddads can share it with their grandchildren, you know, uncles can share it with their nephews, um, just to let them know, like the reminder, because it's a two-way reminder, right? So I'll be right there. It wasn't just a reminder for my son that I was going to be here, be there for him, but it was a reminder for myself of the responsibility that I have for my son, right? And um, that was the importance behind it was that two pieces, like realizing that um, not only does my son need to hear this, but I need to know this, to need to know that the level of importance that I have in his life and also to remind myself of um, the level of importance he plays in my life and the things that I have to do, that he's always watching me, right? Like I said, he didn't, you know, you never cried, Dad. I was like, Dad, you watch me that much to think I don't cry? So that just shows you, like, I've never done this around him. So just being vulnerable, like, once again, it's just, you know, trying to be vulnerable around my own son and let him know, like, I'm human too. So, so here we are. And it, and it's awesome, man. Um, I'm a type of person that's all about the details. Um, um, why did you choose this to be the cover of the book? Is there a reason why? Or it was just the illustrator did a dope job. You're like, I want this as the cover. So I wanted this as the cover. So, um, so every, every book that I have, I want to, I want to have intentionality behind it. Right. Um, even if you like go inside the book, the pages are in, are intentional. Um, even when it comes down to the eyes looking at the, you know the <laughs> right like you know <laughs> like you know, one thing I um, so I'm from West Philly right and one thing we used to always struggle with doing was walking down the street and saying what's up and looking the man in his eye while he say what's up to him right so just that mentality of like like let's take all of that out the let's take all of that out the way right let's engage face to face father and son. And I wanted people to see like that on the cover, like that, that the father and son are engaging and that this exists. So that was the goal behind it um, with this cover. And the illustrator is cool because um, the illustrator of this book actually, like no personally knows my children, right? So they were in her wedding. Like it, was, it wasn't just somebody they didn't know. So they actually know our, our relationship personally too from um, you know, just being able to see us. So it was it was more it was more intimate just in that sense because it was somebody who I know who knows me and knows us, you know. So this was actually written about my my first son Isaiah. So um so she knows our relationship. She actually like saw him when he was that age, right? So so it was pretty cool. And I had hair at that time. Like she actually remembered when I had hair, so she made it when I had hair. Just I, by this time I was already losing it. But you know, so so that was that's why it was important to me. So no man, and that's powerful, man. That image is powerful because it speaks a lot about representation and um, affirmation when it comes to us as adult as well as children. And see uh, images like ourselves because it just opens Pandora box of poss possibilities. You know, yeah. it's like growing up and having like a black action figure, which you know, around my age, that didn't really exist. 
All I had was snake eyes. He was about as close as I'm going to get to it. So. Right. No, but it, 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 it's, it's facts. But that's the reality. And what you're doing is amazing. Um, but just also just talk about the importance, just reading to your kids. Yeah. So, you see that more and more now than you did before. So just talk about that, that that connection, that bonding time when it comes to reading with your kids. Yeah, so it's cool. Like, um, so my mom always made it a point when she was when I was young to always read to me. Um, and that was just, you know, our family, you know, is, is big on that, right? Even even now it's funny, like, you know, my wife's family, they're they're big on education, you know. You know, my 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 family's big on education. Like, you know, half of us are teachers, right? Um, or in the education field. So um, so education was big, you know, big in general. Um, but just the aspect of, you know, um, understanding, you know, the, the science behind it, right? The psychology behind reading to a child and helping their cognitive, you know, cognitive ability to, to increase. That was, you know, just that was one piece. Right. But also the intimate aspect, right? Like combining the aspect of just sitting down and embracing your child for a moment in time and taking the time to enjoy it. So. It wasn't even, you know, I try not to look at it about the more, more so about the, the aspect of them being able to, to, you know, to learn to read better, which is awesome. Like, I, there's a plus to it. But it's more so that, you know, hopefully when I'm long and gone, right, the rest of my son will still remember the time we sat down and we read I Like Stars or we read, you know, I'll Be Right There. or we, you know, So that's, that's the important thing is I wanted I wanted people to be able to have that experience with their own children, right? To actually um, to sit down and read with them, because um, in in the repetition nature, in the rep- you know, repetitive nature of the book, right? It, it, it does two things. One, it allows a, ch- a child to learn quicker, right? Because you're saying you know repetition is the way we learn things, right? Um, but it also is like a a reminder of um, once again. I, as a person, if I'm repeating this to you, this is like my promise to you. And and same thing, if you're repeating it, you're reminding yourself like, oh, this is what dad promised me. So that was the goal behind it all. And that's still like the reason why I like to be able to appreciate the fact that we're able to do this is because we need what a real, you know, that's why I like children's books, because it allows, you know, allows, you know, parents or even grandparents or just anybody just a, a moment just to say, slow down world. Slowing on everything that's around us, unless you sit down and enjoy this moment together. So that was the biggest thing for me. So, but also talk about that different vibe of reading a book that you wrote than reading a book that somebody else wrote. Talk yeah. about the different vibe between the two. So, it's, it's, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you quick, fast. Uh, one of the coolest ramifications from it. So, um. So my sons actually started writing their own story. It's actually going to come out this summer, which is pretty exciting. Right? Okay, okay. Um, but it does it does a few things for them, right? It builds their self esteem, right? Um, because they see themselves in the story. They know that this is like my, each child has their own book dedicated to them, so they know like this is my book, right? I'll be right there for Isaiah. You know, um, does a rain food is for my daughter Gabriana. You know, um, me and my kazoo at the zoo is for my son Elijah. They all have their own books. So they see themselves because the characters are specifically um, based around their images. So they see themselves in the books, one. Um, and then two, just being able to like laugh about things, right? Because we're pulling back stories and we're looking at something in the book or we're, we're, you know, we're quirky, we're weird, right? So we'll like 
pointed something in the book that were like notice that we didn't notice before or just being able to like have them read it too, right? And it's the cool thing is because once it gets to the repetitive nature, right? Um, rhyming books are the best thing for a children, a child to learn and help them start reading because, you know, what happens is when they say it over again and over again, they remember it to the point where they may not be reading it, they just they're just going from memory, but they translate that reading into actual that memory to actual like, the memory of reciting it to actual reading. So, so that was the cool thing about it is like being able to like do that with the children as well. So have them see themselves, have them enjoy the fact that the story is about them, that they have something. That, they, that is theirs long after I'm going, that this is their book that's dedicated, dedicated to them. And then, you know, it's just cool to be share with other people, but so I'm glad everybody else is enjoying it, but it was really for, just for them for the, to understand, like, this is how much I see important in you. This is how much um, I invest in you by investing in this, so. Yeah. And I love what you're doing, brother, is you create an generational wealth in the form of reading mm-hmm. and making reading a habit in, in in your family home. Yeah. And I'm just, the goal is not even, you know, the first start out is my home, but the goal is to, to, you know, encourage others, right? Like it's been cool um, going on the process of how many people have reached out and like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, like do it for yourself. Like do it. We have so many, we as people have so many gifts and skills and, and things that we have, right. That we, we just sit on because we doubt ourselves and we doubt our abilities. And it's cool where if somebody reaches out and I have a chance to like pull that out of them and hopefully help them to lift them up. Right. And that's one thing that, you know, so it's tough to say, but a lot of times in our communities don't happen. Yeah. Right? I was watching, um, I forgot what interview it was, but they were talking about like the crabs in the bucket thing. Right. And they say, you know, the reality of it is, is why is there a bucket? Yeah. And that's, that's the reality, right. Is, yeah. You know, if if we're going to talk about the crabs in the bucket mentality, just to destroy the bucket. So my goal is to try to destroy the bucket and and say like, all right, you may not, I can't do what you do, and you can't do what I do. Or if we can do the same thing, it doesn't matter. Let's use it, utilize it, and lift each other up. So my goal is now is like to try to take this and like you know encourage others to do it. If, if I you know if I can help you do it, whatever, let's let's do it. So because um, you know it's not just you know, financial generational, you know, wealth, which is, you know, something that's cool. But it's also something that your children can take with you. It's a different mindset that they can have, right? Um, now moving forward in life that they'll view things differently, right? Because my father or my mother or whoever saw the importance in me to do this, I'll have the importance to do this in, in somebody, you know, for somebody else or even my own children. So, yeah. So it's just the idea of investment, right? Like really, if you really like, I don't know if you invest, but like, if you really think of something as important, you're going to invest in it because you're going to you want to see a return out of it. Right. So the return for me is like, you know, I invest in other people because I want to see the return of them actually getting their fruits of the things they've been working on to be fulfilled. So, yeah. And it's, it's this powerful man. And I appreciate you for jumping on, man. Um, how can people how, how can people find you? So um, website. Coming to coming soon, so it's www.wrotebyjohn.com. That'll be like within a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but right now, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, you know, the wrote by John um, is J O N, um, and then uh, you know, Facebook, the usual. So Facebook is I'll be right there. Book. I'm um, if they're looking for me, um, and or you can find me, you can email me as uh, uh, J Marsh J M A R S H Arts A R T S at gmail.com. So if you have any questions. Feel free to reach out and I'll answer the best I can. 
Ah, dope, man. All those, uh, everything is going to be in the description below. And then also, will we get like an audio version? I didn't hear you. I'm oh, sorry, are we, we going to get like an audio version? Audio version? That's the, that's in the works too. That's in the works okay. too. So I want to, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out if I want to do like an audio slash like visual with the audio. So I'm still working on that right now. So. It, it's I, in the works, so I it's just. I will say one thing is, is cool about self-publishing is being able to control how you do things. The tough thing about self-publishing is learning how to do things. So, um, so it's a process. What's coming? It's coming. Right, let me know because I know some people in animation. So if you want to, we'll talk. Oh, so do I. That's a that's we, cool. We, that's, we, that's we, we know some people, right? We know we know people. We know some we know, people. We know some people. That's all I'm yeah. gonna say. We know some people. Yeah, so, you know some If you wanna, we'll talk. But again, thank you again, <laughs> everyone. Thank you for watching. That is not a now. We're out. Subscribe. All that good stuff. We're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>